Welcome to the Super Arcade Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into this week's Super Arcade Show! enough from me. Uh, hello everybody, <laughs> welcome in. Uh, it's time for this week's Super Arcade Show. Uh, I am blessed, as always, to have the most wonderful, wonderful staff and wonderful sidekicks in the world. Uh, and I'm going to bring one of them into the show right now. This week, we are joined by the man with, oh, who always has the plan, the man, the one, the only, the Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello, I'm every mid-twenty-something podcaster. I'm uh-huh. a white guy. With curly Labrador boy hair <laughs> and a black hoodie plus LED lights. Um, I also have niche interests. I got in an argument on Twitter today over shoes and wrestling. Oh, did you? Um, with I'm, whom? With whom? I am. I am truly unique. No, no, and it's just a whole thing. It's, oh. it's latest wrestling BS that I decided to jump into because I was getting annoyed. Because everyone was like, every, yesterday everyone was like, oh, you don't know this wrestler, how can you say you're a wrestling oh, fan? And today everyone's like, why would you get annoyed about someone not knowing about a pair of shoes? Oh, mate. Anyway. Oh. Oh. But I'm having a great time. Just found out that there's a Pepsi Man action figure that smells like Pepsi. So, is there? There is. That would it's be me. The a- fact of Pepsi. I was going to Fucked. It. Sorry. <laughs> F-U-C-T. <laughs> as in, like... I forget what that stands for, but it's like a your, you know, faculties of your ability to smell. Oh, so okay. it's a limited edition snowboarding Pepsi Man. Comes in diet Pepsi color, so silver and red. Comes wow. with an exchangeable head, a crutch, a snowboard, set of snow boots, and a can of diet Pepsi. And if you scratch each part of the body, it smells like Pepsi. Wow. Hello, gamer husband with kids, live in the Twitch chat. Incredible. Um, wow, I didn't know that. They made an action figure of me from Comic-Con a couple of years ago. And if it was a Diet Coke man, I'd buy him for the wall behind me. But it's not, so... It's a Pepsi. It's a Pepsi. It's a Pepsi. Pepsi. Anyway, um, Sam, we, uh, we... Every week, so far, we've brought in a new special guest presenter, and this week is no different, of course. Uh, last week, big shout-out to the wonderful Dave Cook, who joined us. Um, games, a video game journalist and um, comic book writer extraordinaire. A, a lovely gentleman, um, and a pleasure to, to ha- call him a friend. And it was lovely to have him on the show, so if you missed last week's show, please jump onto our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Arcade Glasgow. Uh, give us a subscribe if you can as well, uh, and you can catch last week's show there for your eyes and ears. Um, and of, of course, drop us a follow on uh, on Spotify if you are uh, if you are of one of those kinds of peoples, because um, you can catch the show there too. Just search for the Super Arcade Show, and you'll find it too sweet. Uh, but this week, Sam, who's joining us this week? Who could, could you give us an introduction for for our wonderful friend? Usually. We're talking about people in front of the camera. We're talking about the faces of occasions, right? But every single situation you see on the online sphere requires a team effort to make it special and make it what it is. It's and true. usually that comes down to moderators. And Preach. there is no better moderator in the game, nor has there been for the length of his career, than the wonderful Greggles, also known as Mr. Greg Campbell. Hey! Ta-da! There he is. <laughs> Greg, well. Greg, Greg, Greg. How Another are you? Well. That was good. I thought that was really good. That was so I'm fantastic. Blessed by such an introduction. 
glad. Glad to be <laughs> I, uh, I had at uni this week, I mentioned this on the wrestling stream yesterday, but I said I'd mention again, uh, voice tests for radio. And I went first out of the whole class, and the only thing I messed up on was pronouncing words. And otherwise, okay. I was told I did excellently. Yes. And the lecturer was like, have you done this before? And I said, I've spent a year and a half, literally before, <laughs> literally before we did that test, she was talking to me about, are you enjoying the course? And I was like, yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in January. And my mum said, come and try this course. And before I could explain why, we moved on to something else. So she said, have you done this before? And I went back to our earlier conversation. I've now been doing this for a year and a half with work. So <laughs> yes. That's yes. Nice. And that was followed up by a guy who's been doing student radio for the last year. So the rest of the class had something to follow, in all fairness. Fair news. Fair news. Yes, sorry. It's not about me. It's about Greg. Also, who did some radio back in the day. Oh, oh that's another thing we get to cover in the section really? called It's All About You. Nice. That's not what the, That's the not what it's called, but yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that's, it can be if it's McFly that's covering it. I mean, sure. yeah, if we get one of the guys from McFly in, um, perfect. I might have mentioned this to Greg. This is boring wrestling chat number one from Sam. But um, to Neil Dashwood on Impact, formerly known as Emma in WWE. Um, her current gimmick is that she yeah the, the dancing. Her current gimmick is that she's very self-obsessed. So she's got like a wrestling talk show segment called It's All About Me, where um, she's always the guest and she brings in a different host every week <laughs> and they have to interview her. So ah, maybe that's something you can it. do in the future. It's like an Uno reverse card. Very nice. Uh, well, we'll start the show off, as we always do, um, with a little catch-up on, on how everyone's doing, what they've been up to lately. And and, and instead of Sam this time, I'm going to go to our special guest. I'm going to go to Greg. Greg, how are you? What have you been up to that lately? And, and what games have you been playing recently? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, just kind of zooming about keep my my nose clean you know good, the usual good. usual fare uh, as for games i um, have the video version mostly destiny really um kind of getting close to that end like end 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 game content yes, yeah. getting yeah. up the, the old light level so i've been just grinding away obviously they've got their halloween content out just now as well yeah. which is actually a lot better than last year like infinitely better than last year although they've named the like champions in that headless ones but gave them heads <laughs> i mean jump. okay maybe yeah if, unless they're unless they're trying to collect heads in which case and they haven't collected any yet in which case that would be a good descriptive oh name. it's kind of yeah because they are lit up so it's almost like it's like a kind of a light cage to say hey i'm ready for the pumpkin head yeah geese it and yeah. that's why it makes them angry and that's why you attack yeah that's why there I get. That's, that's usually the, uh, the the cause of my hangriness. Yeah, yeah. Fair, yeah. He's, um, I need a pumpkin. But yeah, beyond Destiny, just been doing a lot of tabletop role playing games. Um, I was saying. As we can see, behind you. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, that's it, Tony. Yeah, many, many a board game. As many, uh, you'll, there's actually up there is many a, a, a dice and dice holding Ooh. device. I actually show you. Div dice. One of these. Div dice. So this was. Uh, Fonzie, but uh -huh. it's dwarven Ooh. and reads you have my sword and my haggis <laughs> what's that a reference to it's it's a partial reference to lord of the rings and then yeah. i did my own spin on it <laughs> that's nice that's nice uh been been playing dmd for forever it seems but we've been recently playing vampire the masquerade which 
is a nice wee sort of change of pace. So that's good. I mean, that, that's um, there is the new Vampire Masquerade based uh, battle royale game. Is it Blood Bloodlines? Bloodlines. No, I can't remember. Bloodlines <sighs> is the game, the RPG version. Yes. that's got Bloodlines two coming out. That's great. But yes. Paradox dropped it and it's now a new dev that's covering it so it's been delayed but yeah i mean i'm all for it it looks great <laughs> and they're adding the sabbat which is going to be amazing nice nice um i'm still give it the i'm still give the video game a good go um yes. uh, but uh, lewis has uh, showed some interest in it as well so i think we're going to jump in and try it at some point so um that should be a bit of fun it looks good Definitely. it looks good um for anybody interested in a vampiric um battle royale game that's that's the way to go um and it released this year properly i think um yeah they demo they put a demo beta type thing out Aye. yeah that's right that was good um anyway sam how's how's sam how's you've given us a brief look into your week so far how have you been apart from that what's um, been going sam, on sam to add to the list of sam having a great week um <laughs> i also got an extra 40 minutes compared to my classmates for lunch yesterday cuz i finished our radio editing task super early because oh. it was using multi-track software and what have i been doing since january for our <laughs> patreon using multi-track software <laughs> yeah to edit videos so if you're not already a patron you can go over to patreon.com forward slash arcade glass or support the shop support these shows and also get a bunch of extra content on top sure, of that now that i've talked about my week i want to share with you a bit of breaking news here in the uk this is from the I exact, thought you were doing the rude sandstorm there. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is because this is a very condensed, nicely condensed way of doing this. Is from the Talk Radio Twitter account. Okay. A policeman who took two packets of Jaffa cakes from a charity stall without paying the full price has been sacked from West Yorkshire Police. PC Chris Dwyer paid ten pence for two packets instead of one pound. Oh. He was found guilty of gross misconduct and given an instant dismissal from the police force. Oft. And well, I think yeah. that is wild. I... You imagine having to apply for another job and then having that as your <laughs> why were, Why were you let go? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, I find... ve- everyone very correctly pointing out the, the massive criminal <laughs> accusations and, and convictions that are levelled against police officers and they don't get fired, but... Jaffa cake. 90 pence too little for Jaffa cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to obviously draw the comparison between a US police officer and a UK police officer, and that's quite an extreme as well, but you know. Um, so that's how my week's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got another Too Good To Go bag. If you want to see what I got from Too Good To Go this week, you should go to the RK Glasgow Discord. You should. You can see a photo of all of my takings from a uh, Polish... Uh, supermarket. I've been enjoying some delicious chocolates earlier that have like um, cherry uh, fondant Jam? inside. Oh, fondant. No, you know, no, what's it called? Like it's it's like a curse. Essentially, like the filling you get in roses chocolate. Anyway, um, yeah. and they gave me a bag of lady fingers and a cake base, and I don't bake, so I'm panicking. <laughs> and I went out and bought marshmallows and chocolate chips. And chocolate sauce, and I've got ice cream, and so I'm going to try and work out how to bake the lady fingers so that they stay. And then just, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I panicked. You so. could just um, befriend some local wildlife with the lady fingers. To be fair, you know, like make a seagull friend. Yeah. Create create a TikTok uh, account for just the life of the seagull and get hundreds of millions of views. And in the ongoing oh, wait, saga, 
Yeah. Uh, in the ongoing saga, my neighbour across the hall is still dead. Um, <laughs> you still got their drugs. I've still got their boots package. <laughs> the boots package has been sitting by the front door for so long now that it's starting to flop open as the adhesive keeps the box always <laughs> worn off. Their doormat was put back down in their home, okay. and then it's been cleared again two days ago, and the floor mat is now back up and hasn't been put down again. So I have no idea what's going on. I have chapped several times to various hours of the day. I'm not always doing it in the morning or always. It's different times of the day, and they're still not answering. You're, so you're trying your hardest, Sam. You're trying your hardest, yeah. and we appreciate it. And I, hope, I, I hope the dead dead neighbor also appreciates it too. Speaking of trying our hardest, we've got uh, lots to get through today. We do. Should we, uh, should we fire into our first segment of the day? I think Let's we go. should. Let's go. It's a bit of this. Alright, so for our first piece of gaming news this week, uh, it's coming out of Rockstar. Rockstar announced uh, a few days back, actually I think about five days ago now, um, that they are going to be releasing a new version of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy called the Definitive Edition. So the trilogy already exists, the trilogy being Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Sorry, trying to get my head, not jump, falling all over my words. Um, but Rockstar have announced the Definitive Edition, which is a visually um, sort of touched up, I hate using that phrase, version of the games. Um, and they've added some sort of quality of life stuff in terms of uh, gameplay um, uh, updates and stuff like that as well. So it'll, it'll play, the, the older games will play more like the more recent GTA V. Um, and um, so these are scheduled for release sometime this year. Um, I think early reports or rumours are saying they were aiming for November, but it might not be until December that we'll see physical releases. Um, and what they're going to do is next week they're going to take away the current digital editions of 3 by City and San Andreas that you can buy through Steam, etc. And they're going to be replaced with this bundle called the Definitive Edition um, at a new price point of, um, well, it's going to be £70 UK um, on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, um, but the older generation versions, Xbox One, PS4, um, I think the PC version, Steam version, and Nintendo Switch are going to be slightly less than that at £60. Um, and that's due, like I say, later on this year. It's, um, it's a bit mad. Uh, there's also going to be an Android and iOS versions of the three games, a definitive edition, which won't be released until next year, so we're not going to see that until 2022. Um, but it's 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 fine, I guess. But I think the name for me is a bit misleading. Um, it says it's a definitive edition, but um, it's only the three games that you can already get a hold of. To be honest, in sales, usually for I've seen them as low as ten pound for the three games for GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas um, on Steam, for example, on a Steam sale. It's a bit mad trying to charge seventy pound for an, a, a slightly updated version um, but it's supposed to mark the 20th anniversary of the original release so I guess they kind of get away with it and people tend to pay that much money for games anyway and that's kind of the thing right now but what are your guys thoughts on it? I mean 70 quid for an updated it's version? Rockstar are just milking a dead horse like <laughs> that, really is their, that is yeah. their chat right now like they are just you know they, they announced that they're doing GTA 6 and are now doing everything possible to filibuster 
Yeah. Till that's ready. Yep. And it's like, oh, we might we might have a week. Here's another event. We might not no trailer today. And it's just <laughs> Rockstar just need like I I I'm a hundred percent in the core of take your time, make a good game. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. But don't I hate when devs and publishers come out with crap like this to make more money when they could just I don't know, like just concentrate on put all, put all the their... resources into aye. the new one. Aye, aye. It makes zero sense. Like especially as you say, like when the games are effectively thirty quid at the moment, yeah. you're now gonna upcharge it by forty quid for a slightly prettier version. And I suppose it's kind of something that with the, well, the now current gen uh, of consoles, the PS5 and the Series X are kind of just, that's their, again, that's that's Microsoft and PlayStation's thing. It's like, well, here's a game that you've been able to play for 20 years and you're quite content with its graphical style, but we'll make it look a little bit pretty if you give us an extra 15 quid. Yep. Whatever, I know, man. I know, it's mad. The other thing is, like I said, it says it's a definitive edition, but there are at least half a dozen other GTA, 3D GTA titles that are not included. It's only the three games, it's just GTA 3, oh. GTA Vice City and San Andreas. And you're missing like Chinatown Wars, Liberty City Stories... Um... The Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, exactly, right? These should all be included if it's a definitive edition. And if you were to pay that 70 quid, I would say that you should get the whole shebang. And that would make it worth it, but you're not. Sam, you were about to say something, sorry. It is Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. I know. They are not they are not saying it's the definitive edition of all GTAs. <laughs> Just saying that if you want to play the GTA 3 trilogy, that is GTA, Vice City, and San Andreas, then this is the version for you because it's updated, it's to modern aesthetics, and you can get it like this. Um that being said, charging £70 for, as you say, something you can pick up for pennies all over the place if you just buy retro is not something I would defend. I'm usually someone who's like £70 because technology is becoming more expensive to make and yeah, yeah, there's various reasons why £70 is like understandable from a company standpoint. Yeah. £70 for games that already exist that you could buy on these consoles already is not a justifiable amount, uh, in, in my opinion. No. I think probably the angle they're going for is that the kids that are going to be buying this or asking for their parents to buy it, especially if they're releasing it in the end of November, beginning of December. Christmas time. Like, yeah, buying yeah. in the Christmas time. Yeah, the kids yeah. are going to be wanting it will never have played these games before. Mm-hmm. I mean... I am I am a defender of, of remakes and reusing IP from, like, if you remake a movie, fine with me. I'm not someone who's going to sit here and criticise and say, like, that's you know there's other things you can do hollywood make new movies i think it's fine but re-releasing a video game that is exactly the same in every way apart from a graphical upgrade is not the same thing as yep. remaking a movie shot for shot with yeah. new actors and new settings yeah, and yeah. Scenes and this stuff. is like, the difference, a difference between those two this is the difference of like doing a hd remaster of final fantasy 8 for example which you can get online but then the complete rebuild from scratch of Final Fantasy VII, which they did for mm-hmm. PlayStation in the last few years, and they're continuing to do with their chapters, that is worth it because so much time and effort has went into meticulously rebuilding that yeah. in a new world, in a 3D world, that totally. you don't get um, with the original. I, I, yeah, I completely agree with Sam. If you're just throwing a new, throwing the same thing out there without adding too much onto it, like what it's worth, and trying to charge that much, it's not. It's if not they went that. back and made additional, like, a, f- a fourth story 
Yeah. For the GTA 3, if they made it like a quadrilogy and said, we're making the definitive edition, it's the original three games with graphical upgrades, plus we've given you this new bonus content as well, then maybe. You know what makes me really sad is that Rockstar completely ignore the first two Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah, like I get, I, I know they were top down. They weren't 3D, and 3D was like GTA 3, which, which is really what pushed them up there into the stratosphere. And like yeah. that is an amazing game. All the work that Rockstar had did with Bully, and uh, I picked up a copy of State of Emergency um, last week, and I forgot that that game existed. And that was Rockstar sort of getting into the whole 3D world yeah. building kind of thing open world kind of thing that they do now um and and yeah granted 20 years ago it's the anniversary of gta 3 it's a huge huge landmark for the company but they ignore gta i would love uh like some sort of 2.5d like up up updated remaster remake version of gta 1 and 2 i would play the balls off do you know that. what i would love is a metroidvania version of gta 1 or 2 <laughs> Okay. That would be like just wild. Like effectively it would just be a straight line because it's all <laughs> on the road. But you've got people and you know like mm -hmm. I think it, it would just be hilarious and that would be quite a quirky wee thing to kind of keep people tied over until the big game comes out. The one yeah. that they actually want people to buy. Exactly. But yeah I think this is probably a big signal from Rockstar as well that GTA 6 is going to be a while. If it's they are still gonna be a while. charging this much for their three three D their first three three D GTA games. This is a big signal, big massive as Twitter trend is right now, red flag to yeah. to suggest that it's gonna be a long while yet. And that's fine. Like I just mean, say that GTA, rather than saying pay seventy pounds to us please. GTA five has been obviously delayed as well. That was supposed mm -hmm. to be out on current gen um this year, but it's been yeah. pushed back into twenty twenty two. Um so you know that's the Again, there's not really that much... I, I would rather they took all of the effort that they're putting into that and throw it into a new GTA oh, um, instead. I mean, but, how long... How many... The, the GTA 5's been on how many platforms? Four? Four now, yeah. yeah. Including well, current gen. It's absolutely yeah. mad. Absolutely mad. Uh, anyway, um, Rockstar, thanks, but, but no thanks. Um, but to those who have never experienced GTA 3, San Andreas, or Vice City, um, I would say that this was... Possible. I would go and go and buy them in the go and buy them on Steam now before they get taken down and the new version goes up uh, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, bit of a ha bit of a happier side to this. Um, PlayStation VR are celebrating their fifth anniversary uh, in November of this year. So happy fifth birthday to the PlayStation VR. Um, Sony have confirmed that they will be adding three additional games, free games, sorry, uh, to their PlayStation Plus bundle that they usually give out every month. So it's on top of the normal games, you usually get one PS5, one PS4, and then one other game sometimes. Um, they're going to be giving three VR titles away as well to people who are subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Um, they haven't confirmed which titles are going to be yet. They will do that at the end of the month like they usually do. Or probably a week before um, it's due to, to drop. Um, but um, but yeah, really, really happy to see the PlayStation VR still going, still supported for PS5. I've started setting mine up. Um, I got the adapter through a couple of weeks back for the camera. Um, and I've installed Beat Saber on my PS5, so that's going to be the first thing I play. Because I bloody love that game. 
Love some Beat Saber. Um, but um, what what would your guys' recommendations be from? Uh, have you have you like first of all have you experienced VR? Um, have you played some VR games? And what games would you recommend? Or if you haven't played VR, um, what games would you like to try? I really. <laughs> <laughs> I played VR once and got mega motion sick. Oh really? Oh, oh man! Like mega motion sick. <laughs> um, I was temp- I was in LA and with there was I was uh, um, chilling with a friend and they were like, "Oh, we've got the, the VR," and I was like, "Nah, dude, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not unless you want to." Because we we've been out eating like um, Japanese barbecue and stuff. Oh and was no! I am. Oh, it was very good. That sounds very good. good. Yeah. I, the the Korean barbecue place was too far away. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it was still good. It was incredible, but it just means like that it's there's reason to go back. It's reason for me to go back. This is true. Like, carrot you know, it's, you know, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not eating um, carrots at Korean barbecue. <laughs> I mean, you can <laughs> barbecue Boy. carrots. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you honey glazed carrots at Christmas oh, time. Oh, 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 are we honey glazed? Oh, honey glazed parsnip, oh, my friend. We've oh. got too much food chat to do later. We don't. Have <laughs> oh yes, no. <laughs> but yeah, I get mega mega motion sick on the VR. So I've never actually dabbled. I think the one thing I like about PSVR, and I think it's good that they are still sticking with it, is that you don't have to be in like a massive space to do it. You can, but you yeah. can be sat down doing it, and I yeah. think that plays best into like an accessibility level as well. Yeah, because the Oculus VR. Well, you can do that. You lose a lot from its like, it's the, the how would the you immersiveness. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how you actually interact with games on that system. But um, it's a weird thing, like VR, especially from a console. Like you look at like the Kinect and stuff on the in the Xbox uh, One. What was it one? No, three sixty. Three sixty was the original. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, like <laughs> it just seemed like a gimmick, and it was the same with the the Playcam. The place yeah, yeah, it seems like a gimmick, but the <laughs> PSVR is like actually good. It's not just like <laughs> a thing that's like you use it for pretend fitness and no, it's, it's had some solid titles. Um, yeah. It's had some solid support from developers as well. Totally. I've, I've I went looking for a cable earlier, so mine's just lying all over the floor right now. Um, <laughs> it is here though. One minute. Uh, uh, there he is. It's the baby. There she is. Um, so mine's is, mine's is here. Um, hi, hi VR. Five years, my my friend. Five years. Well done. Well done. Well done. Um, it's almost school time. <laughs> so, um, so you've not really dabbled in VR, Greg. Is where you're going with that, yeah. Um, and you're not. A f- it's not that you're not a fan. You're just. Yeah, I love watching VR streams. Mm-hmm. Like the the when you lay over the what people see in VR, like there's like Beat Saber streamers and oh, stuff yeah. that do it. Like it's insane. Like I love it. I love watching it. But to actually play it, like it's just <laughs> doesn't. We don't mix well. We don't mix well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sam, I know you've tried VR because you've I've done played it, at it once house. at your house and everyone laughed at me playing Beat Saber. <laughs> it was not a good feeling. Why did they laugh at you, Sam? I don't know. I thought I was doing pretty well, and then they all went, "Look at how you looked!" And then they showed me a video they took without me knowing, and laughed at me. 
Um, yeah, but that's but just just, just, just <laughs> tell them that's just what it's intended for. That's how that's how the professionals look. That's how you exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More to the point, I feel like it's uh, Greg is not the only person that gets motion sickness from it. It's still fairly inaccessible after five years. I've not heard of any positive reviews for like titles that have broke through into people Fair. being like, maybe I do need to get beats. Like the only one is Beat Saber. Beat Saber is the game that people see and go, oh, I want to try that. <laughs> Outside of that, I've not heard of any VR games that have sort of permeated into like the wider gaming sphere. It's sort of mm. like a, I want to go and do that. And the motion t- sickness thing is still a big issue. Uh, it's not something I have any interest in getting, um, both because I know myself and I know I wouldn't use it that often, but I just, it's it's a party thing more than anything else. I fair think. enough, fair enough. I mean, it's not like, so, I, I there's different levels, obviously, of, of how far or how, how well, like you said, something, a, a product permeates the um, the gamer base. So, um, something, for example, like like Greg mentioned, the, the Kinect, was gimmicky. You had you had connect adventures, and you had like um, you had that kind of thing. But then you've got something like the Wii, for example, with motion controls. Nintendo did that so well; it sold in its millions. And Wii Sports is even today is still so much fun to play that anybody, everybody knows what it is, and everybody Classic. will happily pick it up and play it again. Um, yeah, you hear that music? It's legendary, absolutely legendary. You know we are. Um, so I know VR VR doesn't it sort of fall somewhere in between those two. Um, but it's something that I've I was I was there um, five years ago when they just I pre-ordered my VR. I actually it was it was one of the very first things I pre-ordered um, on PlayStation, um, and I went along to I got an invite to the uh, Buc- uh, Buchanan Galleries. It was yeah. Um, so just up by Sainsbury's at Buchanan Galleries, PlayStation put on um, like a showcase um, where you they had basically hundreds of PS4s. Um, hundreds of VR headsets and all the different games that you could try um, and you basically got booked in for a time slot and you could go around and try everything so I tried um, the Batman VR experience I was uh, I played um, where they had a setup with a racing with a steering wheel and the racing bucket seat for um, oh, drive club VR um, and I played rigs which is like the mecha robot basketball game which is actually really really good fun as well um, and so I, I tried VR, and I was unsure about my pre-order before it came out. Um, but then after going to that showcase experience thing, I was like, right, okay, I'm not cancelling this. I want the VR now, um, and I got it day one, and I I love it. I don't play it as like it's it is quite gimmicky, and I don't play it as often. It's not like a day-to-day thing. Yeah. Um, but at least once every few weeks, I will chuck it on, and I will play something. But I usually beat Saber. Um, <laughs> but there's now that I've got the PS5, I have more horsepower. And so um, the experience is better because on my original PS4, I never got the Pro. Um, it was it, it sounded like my PlayStation was trying to take off. Basically, it sounded like a <laughs> Boeing seven seven seven. And I was I was kind of worried that my VR was pushing my PlayStation to its limits. But I'm I'm looking forward to getting it set up properly with the PS5, um, and hopefully we get some good. Hopefully we get some good titles next month from PlayStation and not stuff that I already own. It's usually the way with PlayStation Plus. It's yeah. already it's already games that I have, um, but we'll see. We'll see. It should be good. So, um, congratulations, PlayStation VR, on surviving five years. I think I'll put it that way, and uh, and I can't wait to see what titles we get um, at the start of next month. Anyway, um, moving on to the other side of the coin, uh, Microsoft. What you been up to? Well, 
Microsoft have been um, in the news recently because they are going to start investigating or putting together a, a report um, to do with what's called right to repair. Now, right to repair is something that's really close to my heart um, and it's something that I support and something that I want to do I want to be more proactive about in the future. Right to repair is uh, its a few things, actually. So first of all, it is the, the right for any consumer to take um, any product that they have, uh, any anything, basically. It could be, could be a, a, an electronic product, keyboard, mouse, controller, whatever. It could be a piece of furniture or anything like that. And repair it themselves without having to go to what, what's called an authorized specialist. So you'll find that Apple... Samsung, a lot of the big companies have specialist shops that they um, basically brand and say, yeah, you're allowed to do our stuff and you have to take it to them and they have to be charged this specific amount of money to repair the product. And what usually happens is um, the cost of repairing the product is more than just buying another one of the product. So for like a mobile phone, for example, sometimes you'll have to pay however much it is to get a screen fixed, whereas you'd actually be cheaper just getting another one. Um, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And so that's one facet of the right to repair movement. Um, the other facet is that um, they want companies to be transparent with their products. So um, being open to give people the, the schematics um, on how products are put together so that you can repair them. Being able to source parts cheaper so that you can repair it if you want as well instead of having to go to a specialist that can access the vendors. And finally, using universal tools. So Apple and Nintendo are probably the worst ones for this, but they use proprietary tools which you you can't you can't get officially um, to basically open up their products. So that's one other facet of it. So Microsoft are are looking at the right to right to repair movement and they're going to do a report into what they can do to sort of support it and help it. But the big problem is that Microsoft are actually part of what's known as the ESA, who are a trade association in the US um, who oppose such things because they are, I, th I think it's ESA, I, I was talking about this last night on stream with uh, Gamer Husband, um, but there's a big trade association in the US, um, it's the electronics is it ETA? Is it Electronic Trade Association? I can't remember anyway. Um, but they um, lobby against the right to repair movement and all the bills that they're trying to get passed um, because they want to protect their products and their um, properties and they don't want to be able to, they don't want to have to change the way they run their businesses um, to because they think it'll make less money for them. Um, so, my question to you guys is, should the uh, the everyday Joe be allowed to repair or or fix their products if they choose to um, without going to a specialist and have the means to do so should that be an option for them or do you think that we should be leaving it to professionals and that we should put our trust into the big companies uh, that they know what they're doing and that uh, they they should be able to protect their um, patents and their products um, by not doing this. <laughs> I see. I see both sides. I see yeah. both sides. I see the ETAs sort of, you know, they're going to say, oh, you know, the people that we have under our umbrella are going to lose business because people aren't going to be paying for them to repair the products. I understand, you know, we live unfortunately in a capitalist society that requires <laughs> trade of money, whatever. But I would say that there's probably a middle ground to find, whereby the ETA 
invest somewhat in STEM instead in teaching people yeah. how to do like give make it more accessible for people to join their organization to become to make that their job if they want to because you look at like any sort of any STEM field at the minute and try and get a 13 year old to want to go to high school to study those subjects probably not going to want to unless you know there are going to be some you know outliers that will want to go into a STEM field ASAP but if you say see when your PlayStation gets broken you're either you're like knackered aren't you like that's it it's ruined it's broken what if I say I can teach you how to fix that and fix other people's stuff at the same time I'm in sold done like (laughs) not only are you saving yourself money but you're also giving yourself career options and I think that's probably the middle ground where the ETA need to say to Microsoft or whoever because I like the idea I totally support people repairing their own stuff like it bugs me something rotten when I see people sit like it's the simplest thing to fix and they go nah I'm just gonna buy another one it's like nah get it fixed it's simple like just you it takes a wee bit of know-how and a wee bit of bravery to just get fired in about it and people are like, fear, yeah, but if, if I break it, I'm out of money. It's like, you're out of money anyway because you're planning on buying <laughs> another one. Oh, gets my goat. But I totally like think that there's a middle ground to find and that they need to invest in STEM studies throughout all of, like, across the globe. Like, it's not just in the UK, it's not just in America. Like, across the globe, they need to invest more in STEM. And I think that's probably... The, the first step. The term, yeah, yeah, the meeting yeah. point between the two ideals. And, it's like, um, I just want the, I want the big conglomerates to be more transparent and sort of work with people instead of sort of fighting against 100%. them. 100%. Um, which is the hardest part. Because I, I don't touch any Apple products for, for a reason because I know they are difficult to, to work with. They try to maintain their own ecosystem where everything is within that. Um, not just on a software um, level, but on a hardware level as well. Um, which is fine, but at the same point, I would like the choice of being able to fix something myself. I have the skills and I have the passion to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Give me the tools and give me the knowledge and the, the ability to do that instead totally. of saying, no, don't touch that. Give it to us. We'll sort it out for you. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts? I think Greg is onto a winner with the idea of investing in STEM work because, I mean, it would be ridiculous for me to come on here working where we work uh, with, with all the stuff that you do, <laughs> third-party stuff should not be done. Um, relying on the producer has a lifespan. If you own a Game Boy now, you can't send it to Nintendo and say, "Hi, there's a problem with my 30-year-old bit of tech." You need to learn how to do that yourself, or find a third-party person who will be able to do that for you. Yep. On top of that, though, I do think it is a problem for companies when people who don't know what they're doing try and make uh, make changes and fix things and they solder wrong and they mess it up and it stops it from working at all and then it's handed back to the company and say this doesn't work and say well that's because you've messed up more than it already was so investing in something like STEM would be really good but that only hits a certain percentage of users rather than everyone um I think it's best to still have these structures in place where they can help you to repair products if and when needed but not um, demonizing people who try to make that fix on their own because it's just more financially viable and then having to come back and say look I tried and I failed and hopefully you can help with this 
so. yeah, completely. It's like you know you, you'll go into YouTube or you'll Google a fix for something, and you've given it a bash. And as you say, Sam, like it will eventually reach a point where the home handy person will not be able to advance it because they either don't have the tools or the kind of there might be sort of a um, like like a, a sort of foundational knowledge of something that's missing that an expert or someone who does repair them have. Yeah. Um, but there's a boy on TikTok, I can't remember his name, but an Aussie boy who like repairs all sorts of Apple stuff and he's great. And I think it's like <laughs> totally brought like to light that, you know, everything's fixable. And yeah. I think Sam's right in that technology is one of these horrible fields that eventually these things that break become antiquated and no one knows about them unless people retain that knowledge continually do it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it's it's something that i think needs and especially with the climate crisis that we have ongoing the disposal of silicon products of plastics of things that are not recyclable renewable if we are able to renew them by fixing it and making them consumable again again capitalist sort of ideals but nonetheless it's gonna help prevent things going to landfill so yeah it, just from, know, a, from a from a from a from an economical and and from a um um environmental sorry um mm-hmm. point of view um being able to repair something and maintain it for a longer length of time is better for the environment full stop it's not better for the companies because they don't sell as many of their products and therefore don't make as much money but yep. there might be some way of finding a middle ground like you said Greg where um, instead of charging us stupid amounts of money for a brand new product or making it a balance where if you don't want to go with the newest phone it'll cost you just as much to keep your old phone going um, mm-hmm. for as long as you want to and then you can take the newer version of it you know yeah completely um, there's a, so I've got this, um, there's a website you can go to if you're interested in finding out more about it. It's actually just uh, repair.au, um, which I'll throw up on the screen right now, actually, because I've got it there, um, where if you're interested in finding out more about um, sort of helping it with the, the right to repair movement, if you want to just get more information about it, um, perhaps see what you can do with it as well, then you can jump onto repair.eu um, and... And see what's going on locally okay. near you. Really you can cool. always Google for like upcycle places as well. That's they true. tend to be more like sort of furniture and like less technology involved products. But you know th- there are people that are teaching more the electronics, like TVs and things like that. There um, are what are called repair cafes all over the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's at least two or three in Glasgow as well. And the the idea of starting one up myself was actually. Um, was actually on the cards at one point and mm-hmm. might still be but, um, but yeah, uh, there's re- one done in Leith where I am so there's, um, there's a couple in Glasgow you can find there's, they're all over the place so just search yeah. for your local repair cafe and you'll find it no problem mm-hmm. um, so yeah Microsoft uh, I, I think hopefully good things come out of it but um, as a lot of people have said they are a little bit hesitant about Microsoft making this report because it could go either way it could just be a report that says yeah we can do all these things and make it easier for everybody or nah there's nothing we can do and then they just move on and, and that's it but it's it's a, it's a step in the right direction for them to at least acknowledge the movement and um and hopefully good totally. things come from it fingers crossed hell yeah 
Anyway, um, that's the end of my, my Gaiman news for this week. Um, it's been a bit of a quiet one, but um, but um, shall we play a game, gentlemen? Shall we? Shall you we? were only meant to blow the bloody doors off. Yeah, was, oh, where's this voice come from? <laughs> <laughs> that, that. Right, right, right. Let's uh, let's 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 get on with the show. Let's do a bit of this then, shall we? Let's do a bit of this. Here we go. A clap. Faster. As fast as you can. I need somebody. Apologies for the loudness of that one. Uh, I've not had a chance to. Um, <laughs> oh, it's fine. I just the volume, but I quite like that the help just wakes you up. So it's good. It's good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Quick Draw, uh, a game that uh, Arcade did not steal from anywhere else. We clearly came up with this ourselves. And, uh, and where did and I steal this one from? I have no idea. Dude, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's just go with Funhouse. Uh, <laughs> no, for once, not Funhouse. Leave Pat Sharp alone. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of fun, prizes to be won. Sorry. First thing to, that comes to mind is Friends. Like the one episode where Phoebe oh, the one with the game. Actually, that ask a bunch of questions really fast to get people's honest answers. Oh, right, it wasn't that even one. that. But that's the okay. first thing that's come to mind. That um, I thought when you said the one with the, or when you mentioned that, I thought I thought of the one with the game, which is my favorite episode of all time of Friends. Um, oh yeah, where they play for the other flat. It's actually called the one with the embryos because. Uh, Phoebe goes to get inseminated um, with her brother's um, stuff um, in that episode as well. Oh, That's yeah. She's not there. <laughs> I, I know. Anyway, All right. This is I Quick Draw. <laughs> it's a game where uh, whoever's hosting, whoever's running the game, presents the rest of the crew with quick fire, two option questions, this or that, to get the honest reaction. Usually we have 15. Yeah, I've got yeah. questions. I've got about that. Yeah. Uh, this month uh, is, of course, uh, Spoop Month. It is the spooky month of the year. It's Halloween. Oh, no. It's my favourite month. So I have decided to, to do a Halloween-esque uh, themed quick draw. So are you, you themes? Are you guys ready? Yeah, boy. Okay, okay. Uh, let's make this. I'm going to turn the music off and make this more <clears throat> tense. Okay, here we go. Uh, owls or bats? Bats. Owls. Witches or wizards? Wizards. Witches. Vampires or zombies? Zombies. Uh, caramels or chocolates? Chocolate. Caramels. Uh, werewolves or monsters? Werewolves. Werewolves. Uh, dressing up or no dressing up? No dressing, dressing up. up. Ooh. Uh, graveyard or haunted house? Graveyard. Uh, do you want to be the last one alive or the first one to die? First one to die. The last one alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creepy dolls or evil clowns? Creepy evil dolls. clowns. Uh, is Halloween cute or creepy? Creepy. Indifference. <laughs> cute. Uh, <laughs> is it you can't turn the fence on! This is, is not how the game's played! That's how I play the game! <laughs> oh, it's not how it's meant! <laughs> is it uh, spoopy or spooky? Spooky. <laughs> uh, this one's weird. Why is this here? Aliens or ghosts? Predators. <laughs> Predators. <laughs> uh, ghosts. Skeletons or mummies? Skeletons. Uh, mummies. Potions or spells? Mm. Spells. Spells. Nice, nice. And finally, trick or treat? Treat. Treat. Oh. We answered the same on three of those. <laughs> 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 and that was quick draw, ladies and gentlemen. A Halloween cool. special. There you go. Um, there's, I don't know. There's, there's, uh... 
So oh. I suppose the easiest way to go, Sam, why would you be the one to be the last survivor in a zombie apocalypse? I like that. Ah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a very yeah, good but question. you think about it, you could technically be the last to live, but also be in excruciating pain because everyone else died quicker. That's true, true but at least That's I'm true. alive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand these people who are like, death doesn't matter. I'm like, no, death matters. <laughs> There's no proof that anything goes on, and if I have a finite length of time, I want to extend that as long as possible. <laughs> So I'd, I'd like to not be murdered in a heinous, bloody killing. Thank you very much. Let's sure. um, <laughs> just on, me personally. On that note, let's uh, let's move on to this. <laughs> so, Greg, would you like to die in a heinous, bloody murder? <laughs> I, I tell you what, if I was to die in a heinous, bloody murder, I would want to go out like Daffod from Shaun of the Dead. Oh, right, okay. okay. When I get I dragged you. through I a window and my stomach is used as a booty. Yeah, when you go out that way Whoa. and then up that and then. And your legs go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell like yeah. like, like uh, bad persons. Right, um, Greg, I'm going to make you big. You alright with that? This oh, is what I do every I mean, week. The, the spotlight's on you, so let's uh, let's do this properly. Let's go this way. Ta da! There it's we like go. a Megazord version. <laughs> Nice, Greg. How are you? How are you enjoying the show? How's it? How's things it. so far? Good. Loving good. life. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. It's been a treat, I guess, so far. You could say. Not a trick. The two ding. more weeks of October, Andy. Don't do this every time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, as Sam has mentioned earlier in the show, you uh, you're more you 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 become well known as as the the one behind the scenes. The one that uh, pulls the strings, the one that the, the puppeteer, if you will, um, that controls the the mayhem and the chaos. Mm. Um, how long has that been going on? How have you how have you been? How long have you been moderating for? Uh, I've been moderating well. So my sort of moderation started out in like the old text forums back in the day. Wow. Um, but I kind of started to move into like Twitch moderation just as it changed into Twitch from Justin TV. Right. So, like, almost a decade. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Long what, were, what were, like, the forums you were a part of where you were doing modding before? It was actually, like, Star Trek RP forums. Nice. Um, I can't even remember play. how... Yeah, I, like, I can't even remember how I got into it. Um, <laughs> I think I just stumbled across it and started making friends through it and just spiralled from there, like... You would always have like a different forum for like the ships of the fleet, so mm-hmm. it was quite like it was good to kind of bounce around and whatever. And you could always have like different characters and whatever played by everyone, and it was good fun. Um, and then I got into one that was kind of more, like it had an RP section, but it was more like we are our screen names as kind of members of the crew, and you kind of just go about your like normal forum interactions where you talk about media, blah blah blah, like Discord. Join Arcade's Discord thing. Um, <laughs> And it was kind of like they needed people to be moderators, so we were the security division. Um, oh, nice. And uh. sort of just kind of went from there. And yeah, like I got to watching like the Twitch streams, started to, you know, kind of become a bit of a regular known sort of facet. And they were like, hey, we need moderators. Do you want to do it? Sure. And 10 years later, here we are. Wow. So I'd love to ask some of the accounts that you were moderating for to begin with on Twitch, but before I do that, it's a brief aside, but we just talked about Star Trek. How do you feel about William Shatner becoming the oldest man to ever go to space? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as of as of yesterday. So, <laughs> Bill Shatner as a person, 
I'm a bit 50-50 with. Yeah. He's a bit of a melon, but he's alright as well. <laughs> Envisaging it, envisaging it as Captain Kirk himself, hella hype. Yeah. Oh, like my and the, the the meme that I saw as well. Like I don't know if you saw like the interview they did on like Good Morning America or whatever, and they took a screenshot of that and color changed everyone's uniforms. So obviously, yeah. Shatner was in gold, but everyone else was in red, and the caption was. Not looking great for the other members of this crew. Oh, Christine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so name us some of the Twitch channels or the Justin TV networks, I suppose. Oh, well, this what is they were called? I wasn't well, around. Yeah, so I started moderating as it changed to Twitch from Justin TV. Um, right. So they, they were on Twitch. But uh, my very first moderation was uh, Nerdist, which became Nerdist, which was Nerdist.com beforehand. Yep. Um, they were branching into streaming and stuff. Um, so you can actually, they still put editorial pieces out on a lot of pop culture stuff. And some of them are now my genuine friends and you should check it out. Um, but yeah, I started out there. And then I they, they shared a studio space with another website called Geek and Sundry, which yep. now fall under the legendary umbrella. Yep. Um, so I kind of helped out a little bit there. Um, but was mainly focused on, on Nerdist. That was kind of like my primary thing. Uh, and then they stopped streaming because they were creating a platform called Alpha, which became Project Alpha. And effectively, that was like the Nerdist, Geek and Sundry stuff together, along with like Alpha exclusives. Um, and then from there, we worked with the uh, a lady called Rachel Romero, who would then become the exec VP of uh, marketing for Critical Role. Uh, and she asked me to jump along because again we the we a lot of the people I met that worked for these companies became friends like the my friend that I went out to LA where we hung out um he worked for Nerdist when when I was moderating and stuff so that was good fun and I met a lot of people through that as well um but yeah so had been I kind of had been moderating for a few other people like Milik 40 who is a well was a host for uh, Overwatch League done a bunch of gaming hosting as well across like blizzcon and stuff so he's you know fairly known in the hosting space and i moderated for his stream and then rachel we were chatting about meeting up for new york comic-con because the, the cr crew were heading out there so we got a chance to have a quick chat because she was like hella busy um but she messaged me through twitter and was like hey are you still moderating i was like well kind of but not really and she's like cool come join us and yeah did that um i got paid to moderate for a little bit um, and then obviously nowadays I'm moderating for We Clear um, and a bunch of other people, some friends as well that kind of just need uh, a helping hand now again. My friend Jamie, who who streams on Twitch, he kind of I've known him for too long, uh, but I met him through playing uh, American football, and yeah, just kind of I'm here and then everywhere. Moderating Discords as well for for a bunch of peeps as well, so it's always fun. I think the um, the first time I ever. The first memory I have of interacting or seeing you, or like I don't know, just just uh, having you there was actually we clear stream and she was doing uh, Minecraft and you were you were doing a sort of RP in Minecraft where you were taking them through I can't remember what it was now, but this was last year at some point. And oh, was that the the hotel Coral Yes, it was the hotel. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> I remember that. And you were doing so many accents, and I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> Who is this Greg person? This is so funny. Yeah, that uh, was good fun. We um that. the yeah the Minecraft server for Reclear kind of um it was fun. I can't even what we did. Oh, that was it. We had, we had just branched out. So it was myself and um another dude had worked on uh, an Easter egg hunt. 
um yeah. and we had done it and we a lot of people were like oh we need to try and find a jungle biome and blah 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 but we were in creative at the time so it was kind of really difficult to do that without just kind of adventuring off in a boat and getting lost effectively yeah um so we were like cool well if we're creating an egg hunt we need to do it in creative because it's going to be way easier and claire was cool with that so we're like cool we'll put ourselves in creative mode and you know we built this big massive easter egg hunt which was a lot of fun but we ended in a jungle biome and called it wee park because we built the big entrance way from jurassic park with like the wee yeah, park sign above it the doors and the um <laughs> so we started building there and i can't remember what the conversation turned to but obviously they knew that i played dnd and they were like oh we should maybe do like a minecraft thing and i thought hmm how can we do this? And I'd found like a big coral area and I was like, we could do like a, an underwater... Well, I, I had an idea for like a murder mystery yeah. uh, and decided for some reason to set it underwater, which was an absolute nightmare to build. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good. And yeah, I played like all of the NPCs. And I think my, my favourite memory of that was jumping out as the hotel manager to jump back in as the police officer to jump back out as the hotel manager <laughs> it was a lot because i had like thing, yeah. yeah i had like three windows open which is the minecraft <laughs> the two windows for like the chat and for minecraft.net so i could change the skins quick enough right. it was <laughs> like italian models in milan would have a very difficult time doing changing, a catwalk yeah, changing skins yeah. that quick yeah, yeah. like yeah. Oh. <laughs> A lot of of story-based stuff with Claire. I mean, I remember jumping in as you were hosting uh, a D and D sesh live on Twitch. Yes, that was with uh, that was with Kate, who's uh, a good friend of yeah, yeah, with with Kate who works over uh, who does lots of streams and stuff. Um, Yeah, I think uh, because another friend of ours, Jen, former guest of the show, Jen again master, um, had been playing D and D and we'd been chatting about it a bit more. And Kate says, "Oh." You know, I'd love to try D and D. It was like, well, find me people that you want to play D and D with, and I will run D and D for you. She's like, wait, what? It's like, <laughs> yes, I can run D and D. Like, if you want, find me people that you want to play D and D with. Um, and yeah, we ended up playing uh, in a one shot that I created, which is one of my favorite creations ever. Um, effectively, it's set in an area called Candlekeep, which is based around like a large library. Um, okay. But this, the the sort of basis of the game is that they don't know which story they're going to get. So I basically themed their adventure over six different short stories. And they then sort of, the the sort of behest of the dice roll, it chooses which story they get. Um, But yeah, I ran that for for Kate, for Claire, for Jen, and for uh, one of Kate's moderators. Um, And it was good fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They all had the grand time. So you clearly uh, like presenting, you like hosting, you like the the drama of being able to do different characters and voices <laughs> and all these things. Yeah. Why have you not taken everything you've done online a step further and become <clears throat> somewhere in front of the camera? Why has that not been something you've got? Or is it something that I just don't know that you have tried to do in the past? I did for a little bit. Um, a person that we I now have a bit of a, a, a tested relationship with um, and I haven't spoken to in about two years. Um, tried to do a audio based um, kind of more like a voice acting type thing Um, and it was great for the time that we did it I played, uh, we we effectively come up with the the concept that we were hosting a fantasy news show Um, already on board (laughs) yeah we would take like real life stories and 
make them into like a fantasy aesthetic. Yep. So we had like an agony uncle part for my character where I would read like a story of basically that was based on Jeremy Corbyn. Um, and just it was the weirdest thing ever, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and my character was like this kind of high and mighty vampire, uh, who was like the pro, like the forever, uh, like host and what have you. And uh, the other person's character was like a, a bit of a, a dim witted ogre. Um, but the secret was is that the ogre was actually really smart. That he just had a bit of a dunk in the head, and we had, we had a lot of plans, but yeah, that kind of um, <laughs> that fell through. But I'd always thought about doing some voice acting and stuff, but it's very difficult to get into. I did actually have uh, a voice test with uh, a studio in Edinburgh, yeah. and they were like, you know, we love your energy, but we know that you're very rusty in terms of the acting part, um, and that's you know one of the big things. So um, I've been working a little bit, kind of in my own time and whatnot, uh, to try and make that, again. that better. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Um and with that project you just mentioned, obviously you just yeah. made a tested relationship with the person you were mm. with. Is yes. that available still to listen to somewhere? Is that um, something you want to give a shout out to if people check out? That's a good question. <laughs> is it? Hold on. Um, this is like when anybody ever asks me about um, when I did music and I'm like, uh, uh it's yeah, maybe it's still there, I don't know. Well, I know for a fact your music's still there. I, don't, I know, is. but I don't host it myself. It might get taken down at any minute and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yes, I will um, put a link to the playlist in the chat. Uh, this is... Yeah, so, um, it was called... Uh, so the, the the project was called Audiblex, and the um, the show was called Fantasy News Network. Oh, okay. Um, and that I was, was... going to say, I don't know if you have permissions to post <laughs> that link. Um, You're uh... a mod everywhere else, but not here. No. Yeah, it's cool. I'm used to it. It's fine. It's great. Like I, I love when like I go to certain places and I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. Oh wait, no, I can. <laughs> Um, I think we, should um, just make, we should give you like an honorary modship, like uh, can... like a like when famous people get doctorates. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to congratulations to Marcus Rashford, by the way, for just being given an honorary degree. From oh, yeah, I saw that. Country. Yeah, yeah. Well, Which my uni for some reason posts about. I mean, that was all down to his work with kids' schools and yeah. meals, and you know, like yes. the, he's been um, a, a, a powerful force to say the least um, in that um, in that um, horrible. Way that they've been treated, yeah. Um, uh, if you if you if you pop the pop the link in, I don't know, send it to one of us privately, mate, and we'll. Uh, we'll... Oh, I'll pop it in. <laughs> I know where I know where to put it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Look at me doing things. So, um, but yeah, so I suppose the TLDR of that very extreme tangent. Um, <laughs> I've always just been like the support character. Like I've never. Right. I, I don't know, I think it's always something like even in high school, like I did tech for the productions um, in school, like I was like the one of the, yeah. the sound operators um, and like like I was kind of happy with that, I was contented I knew what I was doing and just kind of, I don't know if it was necessarily fear or anything but just never really found the, the drive, like I wanted to but never really found the drive so yeah, it was it's possibly something in the horizon so that's the part of your twitter bio where you say living that support role life what about yes. the part of your twitter bio that says always the bridesmaid never the bride so that's kind of a nod to the fact that i am a big proponent of and 
the 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 saying like a rising tide lifts all ships. But generally, my ship's in dry dock, not even in the water. Like <laughs> oh, no. it's getting nowhere. So oh. uh, that's that kind of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But okay. I'm, you know, again, I'm contented with that. I'm, you know, I get a no end of joy about seeing friends and and you know really making success for themselves. Like friends that I've met through other friends, you know, doing movies of their own and and you know getting hosting jobs and doing like really cool things. Like I get a buzz out of that. Like um, there's no end of hype for me that says I know that person that's doing yeah. that really cool thing like I, I don't love name dropping but you know you can it's do. I can do when when somebody gets a bit you know like oh I know this person it's like well guess what Bish, Bang. <laughs> so is that <laughs> the benefit of doing things like moderating for you the fact that you get to support people that you like getting to do something really cool that they want to do or is there some other element to being a mod to living that support character life that you think benefits your own. I think it's funny because like when I was growing up, my cousin played professional football, so I kind of always experienced that. Like I know someone famous, but I'm quite happy to kind of be supportive of him and do his thing. Um, and it's even like meeting people through moderating and stuff who were like on screen who did hosting of big things and whatever like it was still exciting for me to meet them because i thought this is a friend like i get to like chat about like all sorts of like wild stuff that they've they've been able to do and i love just like sitting listening to the things that they were doing like a friend that i'd met through uh my friend in la who had come to newcastle to host D D uh, D in a castle <laughs> who had then travelled up to Edinburgh for a couple of nights, messaged me, was like, hey, do you want to chat? I'm like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> I would love to sit in a in a pub with a beer and just chat DD and, like, all sorts of nerdery. Like, of course, 100%. That's, that's heaven. Question. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's absolutely everything yeah. that, that, I, that I want. And, like, that's the best thing as well about, like, you building. And it's funny that I'm good at networking, but generally don't go, oh, hey, I know a network of people that I can use. Not use, I suppose that's the... Ooh. Call them. No, I know, but you Yeah, can, exactly. You can, like, you can... I can utilise the varied abilities yeah, and skills and connections. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, to, you know, further <laughs> something that I'm passionate about and just never do. I don't know if it's because I always feel, like, dirty about it, but, um... Yeah, yeah like, moderating... Moderating's kind of a... a a thankless job a little bit and that although you know nowadays you know most a lot of streamers have like mod love or what have you um like emotes in their chats or you know yeah, always like, thank their mods at the end of a stream and like stuff like hug a mod so, for example with Claire. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah that was <laughs> that that spawned out of nowhere i can't even remember where that idea came from but we all got messages from Claire in the mod group chat and they're like hey i need a video from you looking somber saying hug a mod <laughs> Sure. I love that so much. Oh, it's, so it's good. yeah, and that's fun. You know, like I'm always quite happy to take part in stuff like that with like WMF as well. It's yeah, always good yeah. fun. Um, you know, me, Cactus, Quaps, Jen, uh, Ellie when uh, she took part, um, and you know, you TVR and mm -hmm. Sam Jam as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, oh, and Walt who's and Suds, joined so, and yeah, Suds, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, there's like a varied plethora of character there that you kind of get to work with but it's always nice to kind of dip my toe in but know that like it's just i'm just like yo <laughs> see cool stuff and you get to be people's up. favorite recurring character as opposed, to, as opposed to one of the characters. 
I mean, I'm going to do my own horn here, but I am the winningest team captain <laughs> of the WMF. There has been no team that has not been helmed by the wizard uh, uh, who has... Uh, who's done better. Who's yeah, done better, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> with, with modding, um, last yep. month, as part of the Twitter account, We Squad Strong, uh, which was highlighting all the members of We Clare's, like, We Squad, as mm-hmm. the name suggests... Uh, I was talking, getting quotes from all different mods, including yourself. And in your quote, you said, no mod mods the same way. It's okay to have a niche mod style, whether it be chatty or a band sniper, it's up to you. Even in something like modding, it seems though you take pride in individuality for each person that's doing it. How important is it generally? Yeah, I like, it gives me no end of joy bringing in people like... When you go into a chat space, you can see the people who are the mods, obviously, through the icon itself, but you can also (laughs) see the people, like, that are potential mods. Like, you've always got that kind of, you know the people that are like, well, if I need to ask someone to be a moderator because we're getting busier or we need extra coverage at certain times, you know immediately the people that get, get the vibe they're you know you can trust them they're reliable yeah yeah, yeah. totally like they're there every day so you know immediately that and it gives i love getting people who are like less confident about certain aspects of modern and giving them the skills to be able to do it and go forward like people are afraid of of, like coding bots and stuff i'm like nah just do it like get in if you make a mistake you make a mistake who cares like we move on to the next one or like clipping and stuff and like making highlights and things like there's so much more to modern than just like hitting a button that says timeout or ban or delete you know there's just like so much more now and i think opening that scape of availability of knowledge to people as mods just like again i could have i probably should have been a teacher because teaching (laughs) people things is you know is is a joy yeah Yeah, totally like i did it when i was in the air cadets like i was an instructor for two years um and like it was it was so much fun but um yeah it's great and uh also i love reminding people that hey you might be afraid of spreadsheets but guess what they're your best friend yeah that's true there we go that's true so we talked earlier about your relationship with critical role to an extent Mm. i see you tweeting and retweeting their stuff all the time and now that i know that there's that sort of connection there yeah um, it makes it so much and what you've just talked about, about enjoying seeing the people that you know rising. 100%. How do you feel about the success they've had over the last couple of years? And do you think that there's still more for them to climb? Oh, absolutely. This, is the, this isn't even the tip of the iceberg. Like, the, the Titanic's mid-journey. Like, they've still got so much more to go. Um, like, I haven't met many of them but for the brief interactions i've had of the actual cast they're just some of the nicest people and i think people lose sight and it's actually something i uh learned about through another mod friend of mine they did a panel a while back um through an organization called take this who are like mental health advocates through the gaming sphere um they work with a company called wormwood and create the um the shield of hope which is like a wee wooden shield and like the different woods that they they create because um wormwood make wooden gaming accessories wormwood.com i think it's (laughs) wormwoodgaming.com or whatever um this is actually one of their shirts this is a catalogs the dragon which was part of one of their halloweeny uh promotion so that's why i wore it today because it's halloween isn't it nice. um but yeah they they work and it's like it's really cool to see people taking mental health uh 
serious, and I think that's one thing Critical Role do very, very well is that they understand that their their cast, their crew, and their back and their, you know, their back end staff are all human. Yeah. And recently, they announced that they were going to do every other week episodes because they're going to go back to recording in studio and just showing recordings as their live stream rather than doing it actually live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's far better for them for their work life balance because obviously they're all actual voice actors as well so they have their voice acting careers to consider as well as um this you know D show that they do once a week um or now on to fortnite but it's i suppose it's yeah like knowing that they're great people but also that they are a business is two separate identities that people lose sight of because of the astronomical success they have. And I think it's something that's uh, critical of a lot of Twitch spaces, that there's parasocial relationships that are formed and are never really cut tethers with quick enough when, like, the really big red flags start to come out and you're like, this needs to stop. And I think that's where, you know, not necessarily educating moderators in mental health fields, but giving them enough sort of overall knowledge of the you know what to look out for is you know massively important mm-hmm. um and i'll always say you know like moderator streamers are not your therapists you know go and find a professional uh you know there's plenty of free services in the uk like samaritans and stuff who are there to listen yeah. and to help guide you in the right way but um yeah i think critical role are, are vital in that space about creating uh you know a successful brand along with being genuinely nice people but also tempering expectations it's like hey we are just like you we're human and we have boundaries so let's just chill um and i think that's why when they first started out streaming because you know it was a very different Mine's thing it was, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. what is it almost like five years now six five five wow um <laughs> that they've been going um that it's yeah like it's good to see that the vibes the same throughout so it's something awesome. something strong to maintain yeah 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 it's totally well you've given us so much great advice on the world of modding and highlighted the importance of individuality and spoken so much about your time within the online sphere the positives and the negatives the ups and the downs yeah. uh, giving me lots more to actually come more prepared when we eventually have you back on yeah but i think andrew as always has some quick fire questions yeah. much like we just did with quickshaw but these ones slightly more personal to really a little bit a little bit walker. more a little bit more Ooh. so uh, are you ready for these, Greg? Are you ready? Oh, are you yeah. ready? I'm going to turn the music off again um, because this is this is intense. We need this. We need this. We need focus. I want you to answer as fast as you can without thinking. Think if okay. you have to, but you know, okay. try and make it off off the top of your head. Okay. I mean, I'm great in not thinking, but that gets me into trouble most times. <laughs> you say, uh... Uh... <laughs> okay. Here we go. Question number one: <clears throat> Marvel or DC? Neither. Both. Same. <laughs> Where did you go on your last holiday? Australia. Nice. Uh, is it Dilton Juice or Squash? Dilton Juice. Obviously. Uh, follow-up question. Orange or apple and blackcurrant? Apple and blackcurrant. Oh, oh, crash oh, for oh, I, I was like, oh. Uh, glasses or contact lenses? Glasses. Glasses, nice. Uh, Favourite type of pasta? Tagliatelle. Ooh, that one was for Sam, by the way. Uh, if you could hang out with any wrestler, who would it be and why? Adam Cole, baby. 
Uh, did you brush your teeth this morning? 100%. Good. Uh, what's the best button on your keyboard? Um, tilde. <laughs> tilde. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, can you tell me your sort code and account number, please? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was quick <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to. It's not going to get you very far. Let me let me be perfectly clear about that. But, um, yeah. I've wanted, I've been wanting to ask somebody for their short code account number for weeks, and you're the first one. I was like, okay, I feel comfortable asking, like yes, pretending man. to ask for this. This is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool let's stuff. go. Let's go. Let's Great go. Uh, cool. Awesome. Greg, that was that was lovely. Um, thank you so much for telling us a lot about about uh, a lot about actually not a little bit a lot about um, the world of modding and. Um, Thank you for um, all your your hard work um, providing support for all the lovely streamers. Not even for us. You're just, just a valued us, member of our Discord, etc. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm I'm like the Jack Bauer of the arcade Discord. Everyone <laughs> like sees and knows that I moderate, and they're like, "Shit, better behave because better be he good. has the links. Mm-hmm, he has mm-hmm. like the MI6 <laughs> directed totally. Presidente totally. links, like meshes on speed dial. Mesh. <laughs> Execute. True. There's some stuff going down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's uh, let's do this thing. Yeah, it's this. That's the button. That's that. No, that's not that button. It's that button. There we go. See, I mod good. I mod really well. See, I'm going to switch this background. There you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for yesterday's news. Um, I, I'm looking to hopefully bring yesterday's news back to its full format. It was a YouTube series, um, and I'm possibly excited about bringing it back um, in a slightly different form, but um, as it was. Basically, yesterday's news is where I trawl back through the history of video games uh, all the way back through the last 40 to 50 years, and I find something that happened, if not on this day, um, at least within the last week, um, and um, we take a look back at, um, at that special date. Today is October 14th, uh, which was actually the day that the Sega Dreamcast was released in the United Kingdom um, in 1999. Uh, I've turned my phone off so I can't see my notes. Um, but, um, console, by the way. Oh, man. I'll, I'll read out your notes if oh, you want. If you like, Sam, go for it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sega, this was Sega's final hardware release and the first console of the official sixth generation of home console models. Uh, it had a troubled launch overseas, but the European launch was timid by results. Just in, yeah. Because it had done so poorly overseas, releasing in Europe was sort of like, ah, uh, we're not entirely sure how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. The console launched in the UK with a good slate of games like Sonic Adventure, but third-party developers like EA had already ceased supporting EA. Yep. At launch, the console cost just £200 and sold well at Christmas 1999, but sales fell away very quickly as the PS2 hype started to build. And only 18 months later, Sega announced the discontinuation of the console. So if you want to fix a broken one, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> Um, then they do tend to break quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> if you could change one thing about the Sega Dreamcast to make it better, what would it be? Yeah, what would you guys change about the Dreamcast? I know I know you said it's one hell of a console, Greg, but is there anything you would um, change on it to, to improve it? Um, uh... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, um, I, have, I have a little news piece from CNN um, that I've popped a link into the, uh, the notes there for. And um, I'll, I'll put that on while we have a little think, um, so you guys can watch this first, because it is absolutely 
phenomenal. I love this. It's terrible quality. It's like 240p, um, but it is so, so funny to watch. So this is um, a news piece, like I say, CNN Live um, from 1999, um, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. I'm going to pop it on, um, and you guys can enjoy while the guys mull over my question. Here you go. This is... Greg used the word filibustering earlier, and this is the definition of it. <laughs> a larger share of the market. There you go. CNN technology correspondent Rick Lockridge reports. This man has painted here. In the cutthroat video game industry, <laughs> one word seems to be all-powerful. Those are two different graphics, songs. The graphics. Graphics. It's more realistic. And embattled Sega's new Dreamcast video game console is graphically oh, better. The first home cold. unit able to handle 128 computer bits of data <laughs> at once. Twice as much oh. as the Sony PlayStation and Nintendo 64 machines Andrew, that dominate the 12. Andrew, yes. when we go to OLL Games Fest, can we have like an arcade booth that's just, just corrugated steel? Corrugated steel like around everything, yeah. Um, I'd like to point out the the the, the, the reporter um, was saying that the uh, the Sega Dreamcast can do uh, supposedly three million polygons at the same time on the screen, which is indeed a lot more than the PlayStation One, which was Sony's current console at the time. But the PlayStation Two released um, about six months within six months of this, uh, and that was able to do somewhere in the region of forty-five million polygons. <laughs> Average, I think it was average of eight to forty-five, and so um, that that three million was blown completely out of the water, which is a shame for Sega. But there you go. Uh, look at Star Wars. That's the N64's version of Star Wars. Sorry, that's what they're comparing it to. <laughs> billion dollar a year U.S. video game market. Sixty frames a second, which mm. is twice the speed of a TV. <laughs> it equals graphics you've never seen before. When you watch a football game, it looks like you're watching a real game on TV. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> video game images are made up of tiny polygons. Dreamcast can draw 3 million of those polygons a second, up to 15 times more than competing can draw systems. Them? <laughs> Literally draws them like on a piece of paper. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sega's errors as a company, though, have been well documented. Its last home console flopped and right? from more than 50% to about 1%. Can Dreamcast end Sega's nightmare? They have a lot of Brutal. Luck banking on, on the Dreamcast. Again, they're a leap. It's, it's sort of a leap in, in video game technology and Sega is going to use this to make a comeback into the marketplace. Yeah. The $199 yep. Dreamcast comes with a built-in modem, making it the first set built for online Everyone's gaming. 18 games will be available right away. You can fight, fish, or skateboard. <laughs> There's also a much-anticipated football game, NFL Y2K. Which, to quote all the media today, is saying this is by far the best sports simulator ever brought to gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic will have to run pretty fast to catch Nintendo and Sony, but Sega's off to a good start there, having already pre-sold 300,000 of the Dreamcast consoles. Thank you, Rick Lockridge. Thank you very much. By Christmas. Rick Lockridge, CNN, Los Angeles. This is a very, very quick aside, uh, but not only is this week the 22nd anniversary of the Sega Dreamcast, it's also the 22nd anniversary of the WWE stable uh, D-Generation X. Oh, is it? Possibly 23rd. <laughs> but uh, the reason I point that out is because the one of the boys playing Dreamcast was wearing a green was DX he? t-shirt. Was he wearing a yeah. DX t-shirt? It was a yes. green X thing. So yes. Probably, um, probably 22, 23 years for DX, 22 <laughs> for the Dreamcast. So. 
so I, I, I posited the question before the video um, of what would you add or what would you change or add to the Dreamcast to improve it? Uh, I'll go first if you want. I would add uh, a second thumbstick. I think that is that was that was one of the, the just the small things that Sega were a bit late on. They um, the Dreamcast's uh, sorry controller is a fantastic controller. I love it. The triggers are lovely. The buttons are lovely, and the thumbsticks it's not too bad. It's a bit slippery, but it's okay. Um, and it's very closely tied to the Saturn 3D controller, which was the round black one, which also had one thumbstick, which is when Sega started playing a bit with that for games like Nights Into Dreams. Um, so adding a second thumbstick to the Dreamcast, I think would have taken it a little bit higher and, and done a little bit more. And it was it was actually Sony that really did that with the PS1 DualShock, um, funnily enough, that made that better. But what would you guys add to the Dreamcast to make it better? More to the VNU. Ooh, okay. That thing was the coolest shit ever. Like yeah, I really didn't get Tamagotchis, but you put little chibis of a Sonic game inside <laughs> it and give me like actual reason to like make them better so yeah. that they race faster. Yeah. So done in. That oh, was a, that was a whole game in itself. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think color variants for the console as well. Like there were some good ones um there were some so, good ones but they, but they were done... mostly japan unfortunately yeah. as, as usual there's a translucent pink one and a translucent blue one which are both hello kitty themed which came yeah. with a hello kitty keyboard as well for going online um i wish we would have got that over in the uk and 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 there's a there's a black just a straight up black matte black sports one which is uh i think it's not ea sports but 2k sports yeah um, which is gorgeous to look at as well um, so yeah, There's alternate color colors for the VMUs as well. I have, was, I have yeah. a green. I've got a green, a black, a blue, and a grey VMU. I've got one of each. Um, I collect them whenever I whenever I can, um, and I hold on to them. As much VMU as is virtual memory unit for anyone that's not old Indeed. enough to understand Indeed. what it, it meant. But it, it was like a little cartridge. You can look it up. It's a little cartridge that you plugged into the top, and it was your memory card for the game. But you could also take it out. And they had like buttons and stuff, and you could like play games and stuff. It was yeah. great. Did was you Sunday. mention that the Hello Kitty Dreamcast also came with a keyboard? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know if you did. Sorry, I've got a photo of no, it. Nice. Hello Kitty stuff is always just pretty. Like any yeah. Hello Kitty collaboration just I, looks nice. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And that translation think, pink one's lovely. Yeah, I think um, Dreamcast is always tagged with ahead of its time, and I think if they had brought the Dreamcast out when like game based skins for consoles were a thing yeah a jet set radio dreamcast oh, oh. like, a, like in a like like a translucent but a dark translucent green like an emerald green would be oh it would be gorgeous mm-hmm. you know what I, you know what i feel sorry about is the fact that sega and microsoft almost um worked together and i feel like if sega had worked with microsoft to create a console then i mean the xbox original xbox is great don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i love that console but i feel like with sega's input it would have been even better as well oh. Dino, absolutely um, dynamic. And that was that's a missed opportunity that I, I wish happened. Uh, Funny because... that we were talking about peripherals as well previously about the, yeah. uh, the PS. Like Dreamcast had so many. Mm-hmm. They had the gun, fishing rod, the keyboard for House of the Dead, the which we get asked for all the time in, in yeah. arcades. Um, that game scared the bejesus out of me when I was younger. <laughs> you got no the fish, fishing rod as well for Sega Bass Fishing. Yeah, I've got, I've got one of those. Yeah, had the wee the wee wheel, the wee sort of. <laughs> oh mate. Yeah, different, um, different class, different bananas. But. I know, and and so Dreamcast, happy birthday! Um, you're sorely missed. You were uh, an opportunity missed, actually, and um, 
I do. I love our Dreamcast, and I love introducing people to our Dreamcast and arcade because it's a console that missed a lot of people missed, to be honest. And so um, there's there's a power of game. Like Power Stone actually is one of the games that I love introducing so people to. So good, fun. so much fun. So good. Actually, when I got my Dreamcast, I was late to the game, and they didn't sell Dreamcast games in any shops. Uh... I had to go in and ask, "Hey, do you have any Dreamcast games that people have <laughs> traded in, and will you sell them to me?" And it was great. But yeah, Power Stone was great. Sonic Adventures was great. Yeah. Um, what else was I playing? Crazy Taxi, that was its first Crazy Taxi uh, was so good, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Offspring. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't think Michelle will agree with you on that. It's one of her triggers for Arcade when she hears um, Dexter, <laughs> Dexter going, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I suppose um, hearing that on repeat <laughs> often enough will drive you to the point of insanity. It's actually um, the one Dreamcast game that um, irks me is probably Sonic Adventure 2, and it's when Knuckles is like trying to find gems. It's that digging level where he's, he's, he's going oh, about and you've got that sort of radar sort of beeping telling you when you're getting closer to a gem. That carries across a room and you can hear that so far away and it gets me every time. But... Um, Fun fact about the Dreamcast, first game on the, the first console that I snapped a disc in Rage. Really? Yeah. Would you like cool. to know what game it was? <laughs> what game was it? Jimmy White Snooker. Oh. <laughs> it had like this pool section to it and you had to do trick shots. Yep, and it yep, was fucking hard. And I was like, <laughs> screw you, Jimmy White. Boofed. <laughs> End of disc. I have a copy End of, of that in arcade if you want to relive that moment. I don't mind you snapping it in half. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's That's ever going to request it. Patreon content, patreon.com forward slash arcade. Former guest of the show, Gengade Master, is in the live Twitch chat saying I was working in game when the Dreamcast was out. Never bought one though. Uh, from where I'm sitting, fair. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Uh, but I'm the wrong person to be talking to about this. The reason I bring up the live Twitch chat, if you're listening to this back on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, remember you can join us every Thursday from 7pm here on twitch.tv forward slash Glasgow if you want to be part of the live chat. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, gents, shall we do our last segment of the night? See, senor. I believe it is time. I believe we could. Right, let's go with a bit of this... I really need to change the music on that. I, it keeps triggering me, and it's not a good thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is who did, where did, what did, why? Who did, where did, what did, how did, why? Oh, how did? Did I miss the how did? You missed oh, the how did. It's I've all of the five of them. Who did, where did, what did, how did, why? Quickly fix that. Who, what, when, where, and why? If you don't know this segment, because we've got lots of segments and you maybe forget, who did, where did, how did, what did, why is where we take a strange product, usually a collaboration between two brands or entities, and we judge it harshly this is the first time it's not been a collaboration or a specific product but it is a regional food item that i was introduced to through twitter this week not once but twice from two different people with two different photos getting pissed <laughs> off that this exists and both of them had upwards of 100 likes so we're fresh on the scene here fresh um, fresh i have Speaking to of, ask is it fresh though <laughs> i have to ask greg do you like pizza <laughs> Do I look like I have the... This is obviously for audio viewers. I have the physique of a gentleman who very much so enjoys the baked disc 
of joy that is a pizza. Disc, disc is an interesting choice of words it here. Is. What's your favourite kind of pizza then, Greg? I'm not just talking toppings, I'm talking about the way it's been made. Do you oh. like a flat Italian classic Neapolitan? Do you like a calzone where it's folded in half? Do you like a Chicago-style deep dish pizza? Or do you like the Scottish classic, a pizza crunch? So, very depends on the mood that I'm in, but if you're we're building the absolute ultimate pizza... It's going to be a sourdough base. Oh. It's going to be premium, premium tomato sauce. It's going to be a three <laughs> cheese mix, mozzarella, a American Jack cheese, which is oh. controversial, but adds oh. a clean sharpness to the cheese mix and also uh, a little bit of um, that like chili cheese that you get at Asda. Like, you know, the one that's got like, the spicy one you get at the like, deli yeah, counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my three cheese mix. And then probably good old classic pepperoni, smoked sausage, and haggis. Oh. Haggis on a pizza is so underrated, it's yes. not funny. I yes. swear to God. The first yes. time I tried it, it was, I can't remember what pizza company it was, but they were giving out samples outside a Tesco, and I had haggis pizza from a truck outside a Tesco, and it was the best thing in the entire world. And I went, I'll, I'll are you freaking, I went and bought four of them straight away after I, straight away after eating that sample. I was like, yes. Andy knows my, my thoughts when it comes to, well, he doesn't know my thoughts, but I introduced him <laughs> I to, know your thoughts. On, a, on a trip to France <laughs> that we, we shared together, a romantic, yes, uh, that romantic, France. yeah, for us, yeah. We got from like my favourite pizza place down there five pizzas to share between six we of us. Dead. But I made sure we got two in particular. One was um like a white based pizza, so cream oh, instead of yeah. tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was covered in pesto filled ravioli. Mm-hmm. And the other was red sauce base and it was covered in spaghetti bolognese. And so I like <laughs> when you put pasta on pizza what i don't like is what i've been introduced to this week which i believe is called nebraska style pizza oh dear yeah uh this this is the image that you sent me sam i'm gonna zoom in a little because sorry not nebraska t- altoona where is altoona? altoona it was altoona style pizza a-l-t-o-o-n-a just for those uh, altoona is in list- pennsylvania oh my listening, god listening pennsylvania why there you go. Why have you been holding me to such a horrendous... Like, <laughs> I would rather look at crime scene photos than this. For audio listeners, uh, Altoona-style pizza is square slices that has clearly been baked as part of one large piece of pizza. Looks like a cake. With usual amounts of cheese and tomato sauce. Uh, it's quite thick. It's mostly bread um, as opposed to the toppings. And it looks to be quite good bread. It looks quite aired out. There's a lot of air bubbles. That there. ratio is wrong. No, that ratio that, is wrong. The ratio is off. I, and I know that kind of pizza. pizza That's the kind of pizza. Cut, <laughs> they put a slice of American cheese on top of each individual <laughs> cut of the pizza. That pizza, I can tell you exactly what they've done. It's you know how you get those like um, videos on TikTok or or like the little foodie trendy videos on like Twitter or whatever, and it's like the big like. 18 packet buns that they cut exactly in half and they bake yeah. that shit. So it, this is what has happened is somebody's got a big bastard of a rectangle pizza, <laughs> put one slice of cheese on each bit, baked it, cut it, and been like, it's Altoona pizza. Nah, mate, you found the cheapest, shittiest pizza ever. I can guarantee that's like a bloody rock to try and eat. Oh, and that is not eat. good the next day. There's always conversations about if pizza's good the next day. That is not good the next day. No. You no. should 100% break... crust. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah. break someone's window with that day after. I will say um... square pizza. 
pizza cut into square slices is fine. Is that not um, Detroit? Or is it the Detroit pizza's in a square pan? It's, well, it's uh, various styles. It's, it's... I sent... Is that not the grandma style pizza you... Grandma yeah. style pizza um, is when it's baked on a tray as That's opposed right. to on a circle. That's so right. grandma style pizza is where it is cut into... It's a pie. Spray. It's more like a pie, it's a, yeah. It is like a pie. So you get like yeah. the beautiful corner piece, which actually is crust, but you also mm. get the incredibly saucy middle bit. Yep. I did send Andy, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at them, but links to a couple of different like things about American regional pizza styles. So yeah. if you just search like types of pizza... There is a first we feast article which goes through like all the kinds of American style pizza. Not even like alternative pizzas from like Peru and from the Philippines and from Italy itself, but just specifically like the New York style thin slice, the grandma style, Detroit pizza, Chicago town deep dish, California style. But Altoona shockingly doesn't get mentioned. This is a horrendous thing. <laughs> and this is coming from a country that deep fries their pizza. They deep fry frozen nonsense. Pizza crunch is alright, but <laughs> at least you've got the entertainment of the crispy batter on the outside. <laughs> the entertainment. The entertainment of a crispy batter. Uh... <laughs> I, I am friends with there the people go. who are... Sorry, Greg, to cover up your face, but... <laughs> this wasn't the only one I meant. Um... I know, but, but yeah, this is the I only one I could get sorted out, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to open, I'm trying to find a way to see this properly. Right, so this has got like a various different kinds of pizzas. Some of it is dependent on topping. So New Haven style pizza is like your classic, like regular pizza. St. Louis style is very thin base, which is what my dad likes to order. Detroit style, as you say, Greg, it is like the grandma style pizza, but with thicker dough. So if anything, Altoona style pizza is like the Detroit style, but they've ignored the fact that you need to layer on sauces. Oh, I don't okay. know. There's also various like international pizzas, so <laughs> Russian, Swedish, Brazilian, South Korean, Finnish, Australian, German, and Japan, where in Japan, Japanese style pizza is just... a. a uh, four seasons. Nice, nice. Uh, I like the one point there, Greg's face was a pizza. Uh, just to the side of the, the graphic. <laughs> Apologies, Sam. It's the only way I could get it on screen. It wouldn't let me share that as a, as a, as a screen of my own. Although I, I now figured that if I open it up as a Chrome tab, I could have done it, but never mind. I say to you all, go check out the first Free Feast article because it'll make you hungry, but it'll also educate you a bit about different kinds of pizza. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's the... Yeah, yeah. Pizza, pizza as an evolution is fantastic. Um, and as will always be one of my favourite food types. Um, I went back answer, to... It's my well, answer to the, uh, what is you, if you were only able to eat one type of food ever again, for the For the rest pizza. of your life, yeah. Pizza, always. I did, the uh, I, is that you can put I, whatever toppings you want on it. I went back to Romans today, Sam. We got Romans for lunch, so Romans shout, out to, shout out to Romans Pizzeria in, uh, in Glasgow. I um, might, interesting you say that, because I'm now considering I might order pizza, and I'm considering the place that took over their former residence. Oh, Honestly, really? Ah, the I'm one in uh, Merchant City. There you go, yeah. there you go. You can tell um, I'm hungry because I'm leading back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that wraps things up lovely for today. Um, I really want another pizza. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> it's my eternal state. It's, uh, it's just it's yeah. It's um, Greg. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Absolutely, it's been entirely my pleasure. It's been great. I always love <laughs> just chatting utter nonsense. Talking nonsense, for yeah. An hour and a half. Before <laughs> we no. let you go, Greg, oh. where can people oh. find you? What have you got going on? Do you have anything to plug? 
Um, you can find me mostly on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Greg1756. And if you search Greg1756 on most places, you will end up finding me. Um, pluggy plug, plug, plugs, uh, nothing really. But, um, oh yeah, TikTok, as Jen says, I generally Aye, ramble TikTok, about stuff. Your TikTok is getting bigger and bigger. Um, it's um, good, it's good. Just good. randomly ramble about a lot of stuff and kind of clap back at the, the rhetoric that Scotland is. Ha <laughs> ha, look at Scotland. We're not. We're t- t- taken seriously, friend. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I suppose the only other thing is to plug that the WMF is coming back in November. Woo! So you can Woo! see me and my OG compatriots take over. And uh, once again, becoming the most winningest organization. <laughs> awesome, um, Sam. Thank you so much for for joining me again. And I've been here three me, weeks on the trot, making me want more pizza again. What lad? Uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, that's been the super arcade show for this week, guys. If you missed any of it, then please jump onto our ch- uh, YouTube channel. YouTube.com forward slash Arcade Glasgow where you can catch all the previous episodes from this series as well as this one later on this evening. Um, and uh, if you are audio in- only inclined, then you can catch us on Spotify by searching for The Super Arcade Show. Um, make sure to drop us a follow so you get inundated with thousands of emails no, um, so that you're notified when a new episode goes up. And, um, and we will see you again hopefully next week. And um, and I don't know who we're gonna have. we don't have a special guest for next week yet because because <laughs> I'm very unorganised. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, but stick around for the raid. Uh, I'm gonna chuck you guys over to. Is Toasty out having a walk? Is she? Is she Toasty. walking? Is Toasty. Is Toasty just going for a walk with a dog? Aye, Toasty's out in a bit. She's cutting a bit Glasgow. Let's go see Toasty, shall we? Because Toasty was in arcades at the weekend, so we'll go. We'll go Ooh. visit Toasty. Um, big shout out to Toasty. Um, Greg, thank you so much. Sam, thank you so much. It's been absolutely lovely, and we'll see everybody next time. Everybody, say bye bye. Shall we? Deuces. <laughs>